Ladies and gentlemen, Art Erotica is coming back. We're making a return appearance at Madame X on September 8th. We're doing a fashion week presentation. Lingerie, erotic fashions, art, DJ, music, performances, and to ignite all your erotic desires and feelings. Oh my God. And Bro, you got 30 seconds. <laughs> Start over again. Start over again. <laughs> you can come out and pull your cock out. There'll be a man there who's accepting ejaculates in his face. Going on. <laughs> There's ejaculation booth there as well. Steamy. This is a new motherfucking intro. Cause someone don't want their voice on the show. So now we have a new motherfucking Welcome to Decoding 40. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard that amazing intro. So you know what that means. This is the fastest and the coolest and the funniest hour in podcast history and future, for that matter. This is your boy L.O. As a matter of fact, there is no AKA for me today, but I am wondering if you or your loved ones have spent any time at Camp Lejeune. If so, you could be entitled to a settlement. <laughs> <laughs> or mesophilioma. Yes, absolutely. Oh, shit. <laughs> but I just have to be joined with two of the finest gentlemen in podcasting. What's up? It's your boy, Vin, in the building. Hope everybody's safe out there. This is Alaric. Always want to remind you to reach out to us at our uh, number, which is 619-940-4040. Be sure to text us, call us, leave a message. Whatever you do, just make sure it's entertaining for us to listen to or read. Mm -hmm. um, you can also catch us on every platform at Decoding 40. And with that, who would like to start off our check-in? Yeah, it's, it was a great weekend. Me and Elle uh, wound up hanging out, uh, did a little brunch thing at our secret location in the back cave. And uh, those bottomless margaritas were added again. And uh, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Is that what convinced you to walk over the yes. bridge? <laughs> yes. And record it. <laughs> and record, and record it. it for Instagram. Do you know your man had the audacity to say after he took his first sip, these taste just like juice. <laughs> <laughs> I did say that. You did. Come on, because, you should know better than that. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You've been you're, here before. You're old enough to know better. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you something. Uh, about 25 minutes into the 90-minute margarita-thon that they give you there, I realized that I was going to be in trouble, <laughs> right? Because at like 25 minutes in, I was like, damn, it's only been 25 minutes in. I think I said something to L. I was like, yo, it's only been like 25 minutes. It was like we got <laughs> we went into this like margarita time warp or some shit like that. And all I could hear was like music playing in my in the background. It was like Marachi music and shit. But yo, when we left there, I don't know why we started walking or where we were walking to, but somehow the conversation got around about the Brooklyn Bridge or going to Brooklyn or something like that. We started walking over that bridge. It was hot as the devil's ass out there, and that's when the you thought it was hot. I didn't think it was that hot. I thought it was sun. Comfortable. When it was an, it was hot because the margaritas had my heat about 10 <laughs> degrees higher. <laughs> so if it was 85, it was 95,000 degrees in my wow. body. Son. Okay. Like All I right. was overheating. 
And then we just sat there and and uh, just watched the uh, festivities. People watch, man. Uh, some guy p- proposed to his wife, uh, to his girlfriend. At Brooklyn Bridge me. Park? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right at the park. They had the little, uh, the whole little thing set up for them uh, to take. There was a photographer there, everything. And that was dope. And it wound up coming home. You thought that was then, dope? I thought it was a little cheesy. They're young. They were young. They were like 23 years old, 24 years old. They were young. He looked older than that. That was a full beard. To his defense, he was an Indian gentleman. He, they, you know, he has. He probably had a beard when he was twelve. <laughs> I'm saying, Indians, Puerto Ricans grow facial hair relatively early. He probably had a full grown beard at fourteen. I don't know. He had a five o'clock. He, yo, he had a mustache in in, in when he was eight. Come on. I mean, he, he looked like Santa Claus. I, I mean, that was a thick beard for a 22, <laughs> 23 year old. Maybe it was a unit. You know what? I would not have been surprised. <laughs> it could be a unit, been sir. to Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> He's got, give me the male beard unit, sir. Well, hold on. Let me let me just set the stage because you since you brought that up. So basically, he's just like walking as if they're just taking a walk. And then they just come up to this red uh, little carpet spread with candles and flowers and everything. And it's like, oh, look at this. So he walks her on top of the uh, the red. It's not even a carpet. I don't even know what it was. Uh, it was a, a, sheet. a sheet. And then he uh, drops on one knee. She looks like she's in shock. I. It looks staged. The whole thing looks staged. <laughs> it probably was. And, but it's okay. That, that they, they had to do it for the gram. Right. Like, I yes. And I would not <laughs> be surprised if the people who put that on helped stage it in order to get more business. Oh, Listen. yeah. Yeah, whatever and yeah the because i know the photographer was saying how they i mean i I was watching them put it all together yeah her and the friend and and and, uh the 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 friend's uh boyfriend i'm 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 not gonna hate on them congrats to them if if that's what you love it is what it is it was cutesy right so um sorry go ahead so that that was you know that was a saturday sunday I, i basically relaxed man uh recovering from saturday uh, a lot of Gatorade, a lot of water, a lot of B12 uh, vitamins just to kind of get my uh, my sea legs back. I did exercise, though, and that was the hardest 25-minute workout I've had in a long time, yo. Like, at the end, I was cursing the chick on the fucking video I was watching, calling her all, all types of names because there's like a two- or three-minute, like, speed round where you do all the exercises you did through the entire workout in two minutes, but, like, one after the other really quickly. By like one minute and forty seconds, I was like, "Bitch, <laughs> I hate you." I, I never found jazz size that that challenging. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Shots fired! Shots fired! The club. <laughs> hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Oh wow! Jazz size. Yeah, you know, like that, like that. <laughs> My you know, it's it's actually the Richard Simmons collection. You know. <laughs> He still got it at 85 years old. That Richard Simmons is something yeah, else. I'm assuming you watched the Richard Simmons documentary. No, no, I've been seeing him in the news. That's what uh oh, triggered okay. that 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 uh Yeah, he's been he's been missing for quite a while. Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah. I mean, I don't care, but so that was that was Saturday, that was Sunday. Uh today I just been uh patching up holes in the basement. The electrical work is done. I just had to spend uh 200 and $25 today to have some guy come out and literally unscrew a pipe and plug it because this house was built in 1907, I believe. And 
they used to have gas lighting in these houses. So when he opened oh. up the ceiling, there was a gas pipe up there. Yeah. And we weren't sure whether or not it was live or not. So I had to call a fucking plumber out and do unscrewed it. And it was no gas in there. So dude was like, all right, he was going to charge me like 280. He was like, I'll just charge you 225 because, you know, there's no gas. And we were able to plug it right away. So they plugged it up. So now that pipe is not protruding from my ceiling anymore. And then like, you know, then I just came down to this basement and been digging, you know, like into the walls and shit. This shit is a lot of work. It doesn't seem like it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of work. The measuring, the cutting and and trying to get the shit to stay in there and everything else is it's a lot, man. You know, I, I'm I'm on some Bob Vila right now. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get my get this shit done because it's it's a lot. You can do it. I can do it. Like, or I'm going to have to, you know, go there at Home Depot at six in the morning, like someone uh, suggested. And uh, hire Jorge in the gl- in the can in the in the clan. Hey man, it's, it's I'm telling you, it's going to be less of a headache, and especially because you're there, right? Yeah. So you can supervise. Yeah, but they're gonna have. They would have to come back the another day. They would have yeah, to come back they, tomorrow if they did a good man. job. Yeah, yeah, they have to come back two days because you got to let the initial coat dry, and then you got to fucking come back the next day and do another coat. If they're good, yeah. Well, Don't worry, my friend. We'll make it look really good. But that's my check-in, man. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Vincent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Rick, what's good? Uh, I am uh, checking in from Lewisburg, West Virginia. Um, just arrived, arrived. Actually, I arrived Saturday. There's been some changes in the schedule, shooting schedule. Because some things that were supposed to happen didn't happen. So I actually had a day off yesterday and I didn't really even know what to do with myself. So for some reason, I still woke up at like seven o'clock in the morning, but had a bunch of like paperwork to catch up on. I did that. Was trying to call home, check in with the kids. And then I really didn't do anything. I went to Walmart and the Walmart here is weird. Like, there's a lot of weird people Sir, in there. Every Walmart is weird. What is it about Walmart that attracts very unique people? It's those low, <laughs> low, 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 low Walmart prices. I mean, where else can you get a five-pound bottle of beans? It's the rollback. Two ninety-nine. Rolling them in. A five-pound bottle of beans. A five-pound <laughs> bottle of beans. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly, I don't even think it's the prices are any lower than Target or oh, they definitely whatever, are for sure. Are they? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I'm not comparing <laughs> prices. Overall, overall, when you go to Walmart as opposed to your local supermarket, you are going to save money. Yeah, where, where they get you at is in the meat section. The Walmart meat chicken selection is is probably a little more expensive or at the same price, but you're going to make up in all the other savings you're going to get. Where else can you get a five-pound jar of peanut butter for $3, B? Come on, son. You go to Walmart, you get that shit. I have no idea. I wasn't shopping <laughs> for any of that. I was, just, I was just shopping for any of that. The only the only thing I like about this, the Walmart that I went to is like, it actually has a grocery store and like I can get yeah. a variety that, of things. Is that the first Walmart you've been to with a grocery store? No, no, no. But oh, there's okay. not, there's oh. not another... Like if you want to go to like Food Lion, it's a it's a it's a little bit farther away from here, but the Walmart's right there. 
fresh vegetables and, and stuff like that. And um, I was just in Wheeling, West Virginia, and right around the hotel, there was nothing. There was a Menards. There was a Target. I'm sorry. What's a Menards? It is sort of like a cross between Home Depot, Target, and um, Piggly Wiggly. No, it's not because it's not. There's <laughs> no, no fresh. I, I know. I, I. But if you had said it was some groceries in there, I'd have been like, "Damn!" I'm got, there I'm there were go there were groceries in there, but it wasn't <laughs> oh, like there's no, no fresh oh, produce. Oh. It's all like frozen snacks. But like, like an Aldi. I'm going down to Menards to get I've that to take advantage of that uh, tiki. You've toy. never been to Aldi? I've never been to Aldi's. Oh my god! I've seen them around, but I haven't been in them. I, I'm going to go down to Menards and get me some tiki torches. <laughs> yeah, they, you can't get a, tiki torches. They've got a two for one sale. Because <laughs> I walked in and, and can like, I get khakis and the polo? There was bug spray. As well, uh, there was bug spray uh, and there's red hats as well. Oh. Drill bits. Um, uh-huh. Menards. I've never heard of Menards. Rope. Yeah. Just, just rope, just hanging just around. Rope. Yeah, <laughs> tons of rope. Rope, <laughs> tires. Uh, uh-huh. You can buy it. It was, it was sort of like if you go into like a Costco or something like that. Like I it, it just has back. everything. I, I am familiar with Menards. I had to look it up real quick. Yes. Yeah, I, it has everything, but it's not like it's not a buying club. It's not a shopping club. Mm. But yeah, all they have is snacks and frozen food. And I thought that that was all that there was around. So I, I think that night I had a frozen pizza for dinner. Like a, But then I had to find a microwavable frozen pizza because I'm in a hotel room. Mm. And it was only like one. And they're not good. They're no, not. Say, what they're really not good. There's is no way you should be eating a frozen vegetable. Would you eat a Mama Celeste? Yeah, what was that? I don't even know the brand name. No, all I know no. is that you microwaved it. It got hot, and you put it in your mouth, and you eat it. Oh, God. Pause. But, yeah, you shouldn't it have was, done that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not much choice. There was no fresh produce. But then, two days later, I'm coming back from set, and what do I see at the top of the hill? A fucking Walmart. Mm. <laughs> Walmart was right there. But oh, it's That W was glowing. <laughs> it's, it's off the main road. So Wild I didn't World know. It's always there. I should have Googled. There's always a Walmart five miles away from you. No matter <laughs> where the life, fuck you that's at. life on the road. Yeah. So, you know, I am, I would say I was, I'm anti-fast food. I don't really fuck with fast food. Except when I'm drunk and I'm out with uh, Elda Oda. <laughs> <laughs> we get. Give me your finest. Do me under the bridge. Hold up. Give me your finest fish fillet, sir. But I'm finding that it's harder to just grab something that's mom and pop or just whole whole like a like a real meal on the road. It's like I've I've eaten Burger King twice. Just this trip. Just what, what, just this trip. Big whaler or something? No, I got the impossible burger. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I got the impossible burger. You they do have impossible. The, huh? You better, you better hope it was impossible because the was, impossible was, and the regular one tastes pretty much the same thing. It's two and impossible. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two, two and impossible. Impossible. He's like, he's like, look, I, I, I'm, a, he's like, I am a vegetarian at heart, and I know that even if this is not vegetarian or vegan food, I'm eating it anyway. 
Yeah. And that's going, my mind will know will know no different. But that's, that Impossible Burger is pretty good. Yeah, it's, it was actually it was actually pretty good. Um, but if you're gonna get it, get the impossible whopper and not the impossible BK sandwich. I had no idea there was a difference. But French fries, yeah. they're great. Your Achilles heel. Fast food French fries. Yeah. They perfected them. They are delicious. <laughs> you cannot seven thousand calories. <laughs> but you can't you can't resist them. No, you can't. Throw a little ketchup on them bitches. It's a it's a wrap. That's it. It's a wrap. But uh, yeah, I don't really have much to check in on, because um, I've I've been out for a while, and this has been my fucking life, mm. and nothing is happening that's really interesting. This went uh, yeah. very fast. all the road. <laughs> I'm Yo, on this the road in the middle of nowhere in a food desert. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, You're it's in a food desert for yourself. Uh, definitely in a food desert. There is poverty here on and, and you don't see it really in the town that I'm in now because it's it's a more affluent town for West Virginia. But driving through some of the other towns and you just see where people live and how they are living, you're like, How the fuck is this happening? This is America. Sometimes yet, they're still voting Republican. I, I don't know. I can't call it, bro. I can't mm-hmm. call it. I know that um, the Piggly Wiggly has a sale on Tang this week, and I'm going to go down there and get me some Tang and maybe some hamburger helper and because that's all I can afford. That's how the motherfuckers out there live, yo. I'm going to get a job at the Dairy Queen, yo. If you can become the manager of the Dairy Queen, you, you're the man of the town. You know, you know, you know, you, you know, oh, you know, Lenard is the manager at the Dairy Queen. You know, he's got his own parking space as well. Yeah, that's a big fucking deal down there, bro. Sometimes like got I, his own parking. Space. He's got his own parking space and everything. It's Lenard's. This shit is crazy, B. I, I know, I know you must be going crazy just because it's probably the quiet at night must be deafening. Um, here it's here it's a little different, but where I was, yeah, it was there was it's just like this fuck all to do. There's, n- there's nothing to do. I definitely know I couldn't live like this. Now I now I understand when you just the way you describe that, now I understand why you see all these videos of these white boys doing stupid shit like hitting each other over the head with a two by four. Like they so bored, they gotta they think bored. of shit. <laughs> They're bored. Maybe it'll be exciting if I smack yeah. you across the head with this board and record yeah. it for TikTok. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on, uh, let me let me run this uh, lawnmower over you and see if I don't cut your legs. Come on, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Stupid shit like that. But that's where you at. I'm ready. How long are you there? I'm here till s- I leave Saturday morning. Okay, and, and this you go back home. Yeah, and I go back home. Right. I'm ready to leave tomorrow. Clearly, honestly. you you're ready to leave right now. Yeah, because this is I did. This is this is two, they're doing two episodes back to back, which isn't normal. But, you know, we were originally supposed to be in Arkansas, mm. but something fell through with that shoot. So we ended up back in West Virginia and they're putting stuff together. And I was looking forward to Arkansas because I'd never been to the Ozarks before. And I'm I'm I hear it's amazing and it's beautiful. Um, and I, I love just going someplace that I've never been. Mm, yeah but um yeah 
Okay, guys. Um, I the show is exciting right now. So thanks for contributing. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> this Ivan Dito. Hold on. I don't know. This Ivan Dito moment has been brought to you by <laughs> Ivan Dito. Ivan Dito. <laughs> Channel 41, 41, Nueva York, Jersey. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we need an interlude music. Kuba, hit us with some interlude music, please. Hey, what's up, Dakota 40 fans? Your boy Vin here letting you know that we've got an exclusive event coming to New York City on September 8th. It's called Art Erotica, a beautiful, sexy event with fashion, music, and everything that you'll love to see. So make sure you go over to autoeroticaevents.com or head over to IG to Auto Erotica Live and be sure to follow them as well as Dakota 40. Hope to see you there on September 8th. Have a good one. Peace. All right. My check-in is uh, probably just as boring. So Saturday, Vin convinced me to go to brunch. I'm glad you did. Listen, I feel like I am becoming the norm of that spot. (laughs) It's just a few more visits. Just a few more. Just a few more visits. Because the hostess came up to us uh, while we were eating. And she was like, hey, welcome back. Because the night before I called to make reservations and she said, weren't you here last week? (laughs) Shut your damn mouth. Nobody asked you shit. I like the spot. I was like, say no to 90 minute margaritas. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I was here last week. I was there last week. And um, the funny thing is, I thought that that was her on the other line, Mm. on the other side of the line, too. And it was so. Went there. The food, again, it's it's okay for the brunch. Take it or leave it. But I was telling my wife, the thing is, with this 90-minute bottomless margarita deal, there are two key elements to surviving this 90 minutes. The first is you have to hydrate with water. And you have to alternate every drink with a glass of water. No, I didn't do that. I know you didn't. I should have reminded you to do that because that's what I was doing. I was hydrating um, with margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> your second only, drink was a margarita. The only thing H2O on that shit was the <laughs> was ice. The ice. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got my water. <laughs> so, and the, our bartender, he was actually in a funky mood when we sat down, or at least yeah. when I sat down. Yeah. And I kind of called him out on it, and he got, you know, he changed his disposition. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't even letting us finish the glass. No. So there was no way to really monitor your drink because you just, every time you turned around, it was full. I say we had about seven or eight at least. At At least. least. At least. At least. But when I started to... And they hit us with the shot. And then he hit us with the shot. (laughs) Wow. And I was like, okay, this was unnecessary. This was egregious. And it might even be considered racist on some level. (laughs) (laughs) On what black. day it was, <laughs> but graciously we accepted the shot. We took the shot, mm-hmm. and um, we were on our merry way to Brooklyn. And I had not walked the bridge in I don't know how long, but it was fun to walk across. I was in a very jovial mood. I was jumping in the pitches with people. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to look at back at their pitches and like, who was this black guy? But um, and then they'll eventually they'll see the poster of Dakota and Forty and be like, oh, it was L O. We got a picture with L O. It was amazing. <laughs> That's how it plays out in my mind, folks. Hey, um, that's what it is. <laughs> that's real world. That's real yeah. world. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we got to the other side of Brooklyn and Dumbo, and um, it was very relaxed. Probably exactly what I needed just because 
I had told myself I wasn't going to come out for a third weekend in a row, but there I was. But it was calm. It was cool. We wound up just relaxing and and puffing, and it was it was it was very nice. It was very nice. And then we we were at a crossroads. We were either going to extend the night or call it a night. And I told Vin, if we <laughs> extend this night, we're not going home until tomorrow morning or afternoon. So uh, he made the good call and was like, yo, let's just bounce. And so we did. Wound up taking the train the wrong direction for a couple of stops, but that yeah. was okay. Yeah, yeah. Turned around, got home. I was basically ready to fall asleep on the train all the way mm -hmm. up there. Oh, yeah. Um, so I get to my stop and I'm like, yo, I'm hungry. Let me uh, grab something to eat. Why did I go to this fish spot that is very, let's say, famous? And not to say that famous is in the, in the name of the spot, but it might be. So I go to this fish spot and it occurred to me after I placed my order why I stopped coming to this spot. <laughs> <laughs> It's supposed to be fast food. It takes at least 30 minutes for you to get your food. Mm. So it's nice that, yes, they're cooking your food as as the, as you put the order in. Mm -hmm. But, yo, it's got to be faster than 30 minutes, yo. I, I was like, yo, this is crazy. Because when he when I was I just paid and I heard him yell out a number, I'm like, I know he didn't just yell out. 250 something i was 280 something <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mad uber eats order in front of you and shit <laughs> right. mad uber eats orders so me and his older brother he he's you know like 25 minutes go by and he's mm. like what's your number bro so i goes 287 and he's like oh okay you right after me i'm like oh my god he's 286 <laughs> So I uh, had to wait another 10 minutes. I was starving at that point. So now I'm walking down my block. Eating a hot ass fish sandwich. <laughs> stuffing my face, looking like oh, 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 a oh. fucking drunk animal. <laughs> exactly. You couldn't even sit down on a, Could on not. a park bench. No, <laughs> no. Because it's like dark at that time. Hot so sauce and ketchup running down your arm. Right, exactly. So I got the hot sauce. I'm trying to use the tartar sauce. Oh, and Lord. Fries are falling. And oh, I'm definitely Lord. making sure the shrimp is not falling. <laughs> so it was just ridiculous. So I'm walking down a block. I basically scarf down the food. I make it two blocks and the food is gone. Mm. So that's fine. I get home, shower, boom. The just next to wash day, up all that tartar sauce. Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, not even the next day. The day before, I have to give you guys. An update. I went back to the barbershop. And if you recall, if you've been keeping up with this story, the regular barber who I do not want to see anymore is on vacation. I was ecstatic. I walk in. I see my barber that I really want to go to. And he's, he's sitting there. He's talking to another barber. And the barber who was sitting closest to me almost tries to suggest that I sit in his chair. Fuck out of here, son. I'm here to see one exactly. guy, one guy. <laughs> that, that was my sentiment, exactly. We got one song and one song only. <laughs> Speaking of songs, I, I'm almost sure the song that was playing was some kind of uh, Dominican love song because it just felt like I finally got my barber. I'm sitting in this chair and I'm getting my cut. Cut was, shave was amazing. He, sh he shaved my head amazing. Paid him. I'm like, boom. Then I realized I'm never going to that barbershop again. Okay, why is that? Because <laughs> there's no way I'm going to just be able to walk by this dude because I'm not going back to the regular barber ever again in my life. Right. Yo, at the end of the cut, he whispered in his ear, you mind now, puppy. 
You gotta, he, he was like, you got to quit that nigga, yo. You, you and me that. now, Bobby. You and me now, Bobby. You got to quit me. that nigga. <laughs> no, I, I had to hit him with the Jake Gyllenhaal with the, as I was walking out the door. <laughs> Thank you. But that's the last time you'll be seeing me. Why? So I'm breaking up with the whole barbershop. <laughs> you I think you should, have, you should have done that weeks ago. I should have, but I knew I was going back since the other barber was on vacation. Right. So there was I was going to one last love affair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> one night stand. This is this, this is the last you know hoorah. <laughs> so yeah, one, um, last stand. one last time, <laughs> right? One last night. <laughs> one uh one other thing um a PSA to anybody who is a uh, shopper who works for like shipped or uber eats or whatever if somebody orders something and i'll tell you what i ordered it was a 30 ounce cashew cranberry and almond container just to mix so i want the 30 ounce instead of getting me three 10 ounce containers because they didn't have the 30 ounce this dude gives me one 10 ounce bag so i say to myself if they had a 10 ounce bag why didn't you just do the math or at least ask me how many bags would I like? I would have said 10 times three is 30. I'm just saying if he would have avoided me giving him three stars because that dropped his stars significantly because I was like, bro, I really like this mix. And even though it came in a smaller bag, I could have dealt with it because I would have poured all three bags into the container that I have from the last time I ordered th- the uh, right. 30 ounce. So that's just a PSA. And I'm going to get out of here. Shout out to uh, Serena Williams, who is playing her what is said to be her last tournament. But before we started recording this, she won the first round. So by the time this airs, hopefully she will still be in the tournament. And on Monday, I think is Sunday or Monday is when they play the final. So um, shout out to her and uh, good luck to her. And um, with that said, this is Leon uh, and I am done speaking would definitely love to see her win go out with a bang like that that would be fucking amazing. my check-in is over sir <laughs> <laughs> i was just you know he put an extension on I, it no it no like, i bracketed it I, once i bracketed it's over he didn't get a permit or nothing he just no exactly an i just i just had an opinion and i actually voiced it sorry This Week in Racism, brought to you by the same people for the last 400 years. So This Week in Racism is brought to you by a less than lovely Rochester couple who brought a black firefighter to their home uh, while they were throwing a racist pool party this summer that mocked the Juneteenth holiday. Uh, The party, according to them, was intended to ridicule liberal politicians but in no way was bigoted. The couple, a dentist, Nicholas Nicosia, and the real estate agent, Mary Zendarsik Nicosia, with a name like Zendarsik, you know she hates black people, said their, allegedly, said their July 7th party had been mischaracterized, but Zendarsik, AKA hates black people Nicosia, confessed (laughs) to running a racist Twitter account the irony. So according to a legal legal notice filed by firefighter Jared Jones, the the Nicosia party featured a display mocking the Juneteenth holiday, which, as we all know, celebrates the end of slavery in the 19th century with the Juneteenth flag displayed over buckets 
of fried chicken. Now, who does she think that was making fun of again? Liberal politicians. Because they like fried chicken? Everybody knows. Liberals love fried chicken. Liberals love fried chicken. As a matter of fact, I believe she said she grew up in Cleveland or somewhere in Ohio, and she's very familiar with the perception of chicken in the black community. Oh, So there's no way she would have been ridiculing the black people at a Juneteenth party. I've got one question. Go for it. Was the KFC original or extra crispy? It's got to be original. It's got to be. Which is more racist? Well, I (laughs) thought it was just extra racist. (laughs) <laughs> that's the third option that's the third option can i can i get it with a i need more hate on this chicken <laughs> i mean i won't hate on this chicken put it extra this chicken tastes liberal this exactly i need it to taste liberal yeah what the fuck was that i i just thought like the audacity of this couple to hold a press conference to announce <laughs> right how not racist this party was, right? Mm -hmm. Then they showed photographs of this party. That was a mock-up of what the original was. I was getting to that. Because they revealed that after showing all the pictures. And and some, I guess a reporter asked was, are these the actual pictures? Well, no. What my clients did was they recreated. They probably left out all the racist stuff. Of course. Right, the chicken buckets and anything that actually. <laughs> did you have any of the? Food. Did you have any of the pick and any put, uh, cupcakes over there? They're delicious. <laughs> I don't know how she had those faces made out of black licorice, but it was delicious. Anyway, oh, we yeah. got jigaboo juice over here. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, wait, anybody want some of this jigaboo juice? Yeah, that's the type of shit that was going on up in there. So, I mean, there were so many revelations in that press conference. They clearly were not prepared. No. Um, because one of the challenges that the attorney puts out to the press is we dare you to find anything race, racially, racially, uh, uh, provocative or motivated by this couple. 20 minutes later. Look into their background. (laughs) Look into their background. 20 minutes later. (laughs) So it turns out your girl is (laughs) the, the, the creator of a racist twitter account oh god and I, I have to find it i thought i had it set up what was her fucking name what was that shit again it was some bbd bop beep yes it was ho ho homeboy r o c rock the diamond which had such winter images as a black man who looks like he is smelling a feces with flies around him that says give me a give me a dollar Yo, these white folks is something else. Like, the fact that she had to go. Like, you're so invested in your racism that you make a fake Twitter account so you can then openly be racist as much as you want to be. Right. Like, what? That's a sickness. And and then I love her response. Well, f- first off, I love the husband's response. You really had to check out the new nuances in this video. When that question comes up, he scratches his neck like, oh, <laughs> He was like, they don't have the goods on this. Hold up. He was like, hold up. He was like, there was that time I did blackface in college with my friends. Why did you challenge them to find stuff in our history? You you didn't say you were going to say that. 
Right. Oh, exactly. Right. That's what. That's exactly what he probably said. Jesus Christ, Greg. What did you say that for? I hired you to. <laughs> I hired you as my lawyer, not to fucking put words in my mouth. Everybody knows that's not true. My attorney's persecuting me. And Shit. I forgot her response. I forgot her exact response, but it was something to the effect of, because she just had nothing to say when they brought up the uh, Twitter uh, feed. She just apologized. I'm sorry. Did she apologize? I read that she she said, yeah, it was a mistake or I'm sorry. Was she crying when she apologized? No, she was crying at the press conference. Yeah, because you have to. About how not racist uh, this Kentucky Fried Chicken Bucket Juneteenth party was. Wait a minute. Hold on. This just in. What is it, Johnson? Nadarsik Nicosia did admit to running an anonymous Twitter account that posted racist images and content, but denied being a racist. I've made blatantly racist comments under that persona, she said. The culture of Twitter operates that way. It gives you an opportunity to be someone you're not. Oh, so she's she's Sasha Fierce? She's is that what Twitter is? Goddamn is, yeah. what is. is that what she's trying to say? She's That's my alter ego. What? Is that who you want to be? She Her alter ego wow. is a racist. That is who she wants to be. That's who she wants to be. She would like to be that person publicly. Yeah. I'm just wow. going to make myself an account. You know, it, it it always boggles my mind. I'm like, what is it about black people that makes white people hate them so much? Listen, James Baldwin them. answered this question decades ago. He said, it's not me. It's you. You have to figure out what's wrong with you that needs to create this thing that I'm not. It's you have to get man. to the bottom of that. The boogeyman syndrome. It's it's just crazy to me that you could have that much disdain and hatred for people you obviously don't know. Does that make you feel better about who you are? Does that help to bolster your whiteness or the white supremacy? Does that make a bigger separation by you hating us as much as you possibly can? It's just an excuse for their failures. You know, when they when it's their inac- yeah, it's their inadequacies that got them all fucked up in the head and they know that one that bus is never late and that's something you can always turn around and and do if you're a white person if you subscribe to that you know thought pattern as a white person i think it's also a matter of the invisible hand that has always been tilting the scale in their favor yeah and when they realize oh i'm not as special as i thought i was or there is something to the fact that black people as, as as a culture have had to work twice as hard. So if you're in competition with someone who has to work twice as hard, they're probably going to outbeat you, out, outpace you, outrun you, outwork you just because if that's they the tradition to. that they come up on, come up in. And I think it's difficult for them to reconcile the magical and all the beautiful things that they've been told about themselves when it comes in contention with reality. I think it's gotten worse. It's getting worse. I think it and it has to do with I think that there's some th- this whole giving a certificate for everything, them not having the reality of winning and losing at a young age and creating this fantasy that everybody's a winner and they're the winners of everything and when they get a dose of reality, they need someone to blame and there's always the boogeyman. The boogeyman is always there. I think I, also I the even, information I don't think bubble. that they have that much intimate knowledge of who and what we are 
Right. That, and that's, I, sort of, yes. that sort of that sort of insinuates that they've had some sort of connection, interaction, work relationship, personal relationship, social relationship with black people. But you can't and have these views. They're we're we're completely other. Where this person thinks black people are less than human. And I was going to say, is there they're they're in their information bubble that keeps reaffirming what they've been taught or what they believe about themselves. So if they if that bubble never bursts or when it does burst and they see that everything that they've been taught or believe does not reconcile with the people that they actually meet, Mm. either they can evolve and change the way that they think or they can retreat and be be more entrenched in the foolishness and and the the bigotry and the racism that provides them some shelter and comfort to be able to live in the world that does not validate all the things that they thought were true. I mean, racism is racism and you don't have to be, you can be rich, poor, whatever, but it always bugs me out when I see like motherfuckers who are well-to-do like these couple, this couple, like you won, nigga, like what? (laughs) Like you, you rich, you got, you got everything that you need, right? And probably want, Right. They're both have they both have affluent jobs. I'm sure they're making decent money. They're throwing parties, racist or not. So it's like, what more do you fucking want? Like, why do you have to then create a Twitter account to be racist? Like it, that's that's the to me, it's just the the psychology and the pathology behind it. Like you, 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 you obviously have a decent lifestyle. But and there's something broken. It's, there's a hole in it. And so I'm saying, and it's still not enough. Like you've 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 got you've achieved the american dream dream right you i'm sure you've got they've got a cars they've got a house they probably they probably vacation and that's still not enough no no i've i've got to go i've got to be a troll <laughs> right i gotta be a troll because that's the fuck i gotta do because i love when she says it gives you an opportunity to be someone mm-hmm. you're not when in fact this is who you are yeah yeah yeah, I control. <laughs> you're I control you're the, the fuck fucking out. troll who decided to create that account exactly. and say those things. Right. That is you. Yeah, that is you. And I think what she meant to say, someone you're not in the regular world, because this gives you freedom to be as mm-hmm. ignorant and disgusting with some mm-hmm. sense of cover. But mm-hmm. the problem is, again, when the reality of that party mixes with the reality of a black firefighter having to be forced to go to this party, mm-hmm. and you're thinking. This this is how we do. It's the da, 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 This is this is one of those times where I feel like <laughs> cancel culture needs to do their job. Oh my god! Did you? This hey, needs to dentist, ruin uh, this dentist practice. Yeah. No one should buy a house from this woman ever again. And if you do, I'm going to assume you're just as racist as these people are because they weren't detestable enough mm. for you to separate yourself from them. Right. Like is if there you any were my dentist, huh? sorry. Is there any redemption from this? If you were my dentist and this is your situation, I'm not sitting in your chair again. Because I also have to think about my safety. Because this dentist already has a preconceived notion of who I am as a patient. So when I say I'm in pain, he may not believe me in no, the same way that he believes his white patient. So I already know that. That get- affects how I'm go- how I'm being handled as a patient. That's an interesting point. I like that. He's n- he's not going to give you enough Novocaine, and he's going to stick that needle in your thumb, your gum, like you don't have any, like you're a horse. Yeah, and that should happen my, to I, me. I had a dentist 
she's a white Russian lady. And she came in there and she stuck the needle in my mouth. Like it felt like she was sticking a knife through the top of the roof of my mouth. That's how much that shit hurt. Yeah. And I screamed and she, you know, she got all, she got nervous and shit. She, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, like you, you need to slow the fuck down and focus on what you're doing instead of trying to jab that needle in people's, but they, but if that's somebody else, if you were Russian, you could have taken it. You're, yeah, well. you're, you're American. You <laughs> we we do this to Russian babies. It's no big deal. They don't feel it. But you, you cry. You cry all the time. Don't worry about it. It feels like glass in your mouth. Hey, spit it mm. out. It's yeah. nothing. Well. Um, shout out to the Nicosias. Uh, we do hope you uh, have the worst rest of your life ever. And um, happy June Juneteenth. <laughs> All, if you call yourself a white, white ally and you live in the town where they're from Rochester, yeah. if you live in Rochester, you should no longer patronize their businesses, their real estate. And we talked about real estate last week. Last week, we talked about real estate and how they were trying to use real estate to steal wealth from black people. Do you think this woman was oh, not up to that? Of course she was. She was charging you more? Or buying homes in black neighborhoods, pennies on the dollar, knowing what's going on, knowing it's being gentrified, stealing people's money, redlining. Oh, yeah. Or just discouraging black shit. couples from all purchasing shit. a certain neighborhoods. Oh, you don't have enough money, you can't get the financing, not even don't running the credit, it. all of that shit, all don't of that doubt shit. It. All of that shit. Don't doubt it. Because whatever network she's she's intertwined with, when it comes to credit and all of that, are probably on the same fucking page she's on. And that's the crazy shit. Somebody needs to do some research on Facebook. Because somebody posted pictures of that party. They were like, we had such a great time. Mm-hmm. They might need to be canceled too. Yeah. Watch the best, those motherfuckers. The best part of it is when Trump came out and they had this black man act as a uh, Hillary Clinton, and he was able to behead him right there in the party. It was wonderful. These motherfuckers, yeah, they they they're uh they're pretty much done. Yeah, hopefully they're done. So um, just to put a button on this. Jones, uh, who Jerry Jones, who is the firefighter, is seeking three million dollars for emotional distress and at least one million dollars in comp- compensatory damages. I don't know if that's enough, but I think I made the joke in the chat that he had to be sitting in that party thinking. Oh, I'm about to get paid. I am about to get paid. And he probably was drinking the racist Kool-Aid, thinking, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to spend all this money, (laughs) but I am going to spend it happily. Like, don't worry about Johnson. He's one of the good ones. Mm -hmm. He's he's not going to say anything. He won't. And he probably looked like, you're right. Not until I leave. Oh, wow. Well, there's that. Racism continues. We'll be here to cover it every week. Hey, what's up, Dakota 40 fans? Your boy Vin here letting you know that we've got an exclusive event coming to New York City on September 8th. It's called Autorotica, a beautiful, sexy event with fashion, music, and everything that you'll love to see. So make sure you go over to autoroticaevents.com or head over to IG to Autorotica Live and be sure to follow them as well as Dakota 40. Hope to see you there on September 8th. Have a good one. Peace. All right. In the next section, we actually have a letter that is being presented to us by our friends on the Internet. This has to do, I'll give some context, has to do with a gentleman who has a friend who has been taking, I guess, trips 
but hadn't been taking them for a while because I guess COVID. So they got back to getting to their annual trips. But this year he decided to take the wife. Uh, plot twist, he buys the friend first class ticket and puts the wife back in economy class. What? Wait, did did he buy the ticket for the friend? Yeah. He paid well, we're going to play it right now. Okay. I got you, boo. I got you. First class. Put that fish in the put that fish in the economy. <laughs> this is all vacation. It's Buizu. Ooh. Uh, where you bringing the fish? Oh, why? <laughs> so the wife wrote, my husband and I haven't been on a trip out of country for years while he goes every year with his best friend. His reasons for going with him is because they both go to attend sporting events. This year, my husband told me I could go with him and his friend since they were visiting a new destination. He paid for my ticket and everything else since I'm a stay-at-home mom and have no job. The kids were left with my mom. However, when I found out that he had booked first class for himself and his friend while I got economy, I just couldn't hold my tongue. I confronted him about it, and he at first refused to discuss. Then when the argument got heated, he yelled, I paid for your ticket. Isn't that enough? Then kept on about how I should stop acting like I was royalty, and that if I come to think about it, even economy is fine for me since I technically don't work anyway. I cried because of what he said, but decided to just not go all together. Good job, sis. He changed his tone and started begging me to just go with what he planned, but I declined. I don't blame her. I went to pick up the kids from my mom's house and he came back three hours later, huffing and puffing about what happened. His friend sent me a text calling me entitled and said that this is the reason why he didn't want my husband to take me with them. And I just proved his point. I did not respond, but I blocked him since he's gotten increasingly rude over the past few months. He, my husband, said I keep crying about being excluded and this is what happens when he finally decides to include me. Now, try not to speculate. But you and your friend have went out the country multiple times, but you ain't took me in years. You had the nerve to get two first class for y'all and excluded me by putting me in the back. And I'm supposed to be your wife. You try to embarrass me by telling me I should be grateful because I'm not working anyway, even though I'm taking care of your funky ass kids. Well, there's the facts. I, I threw in a few facts of my own that obviously did not uh, fit the story, but I felt like they did. So what? What say you guys? Oh, we going on vacation, boo. Take that fish and put her in economy. I don't even want to see her ass at <laughs> all. This is our time. If maybe they're, they're on the DL, maybe they're yes. not. If if they're on the DL, well, they they was drinking champagne in first class while she was eating peanuts. If she was lucky, she had them with some crackers that. Biscoffs. Biscoffs. She's, she's lucky she had Biscoffs and a Sprite. More Yo, champagne, even, boo. Oh, yeah. Eat, look, I'm, I'm just saying, it could go from these cats are on the down low since college, or they're just friends. Either way, this wife needs to get out of this marriage. Mm, yeah. So because it, your it, husband does not respect you. He does not. He, yeah, your husband does not respect you. So that's the part that I want to kind of riff off of. My initial thought is exactly what you guys are thinking. Then I thought we're only hearing it from her perspective. She's obviously going to throw some sauce on it and make it sound more friendly to her plight than she would if he was telling the story, I'm assuming. Right. So what struck me is that there's a lack of respect in this relationship. So regardless. So 
if the details are exactly as she put it, or if she's making it sound a little bit more dramatic than it actually is at the base of all of this, he does not respect her enough to put her in the same flight class as his best friend. Right. And the fact that he's paying, it sounds like he's paying for all three tickets to me, either everybody flies first class or everybody flies coach. There you and go. I, I can see if they have, if they're just friends and they just want to have their, their guys trip, that's fine. But then you need to have a separate trip with your wife. That just is you two. You both flying first class. First of all, why are you buying your boy a first class ticket? And you can't, and you're not buying your wife a first class ticket. That like that part doesn't even right. make sense. Unless you are trying to prove a point to her that you don't really like her, mm-hmm. that you I don't respect her. You. Oh, and I'm not even talking about. I mean, they, they could be, you know, sexually involved or, or have a relationship. But I'm just saying, just from a fundamental human perspective, why would you do that to someone that you have kids with? Unless right. there's strife. That you that you either two are not dealing with or she's failing to mention. All of that could be true. I just think he's wrong. Like, come on, son. Like you, 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 you tell your boy, listen, you're gonna take an L on this one. I I got your ticket, but you're gonna have to ride coach because I can only afford one first class ticket. I, whatever the situation is, again, I, I I'm I'm speculating. Well, I'm not speculating. He did buy the three tickets, so I'm saying if he was the baller of the of the crew, and he's like, I'm gonna buy your ticket. My wife is coming. She's going to be with me in first class. I got to buy you. You know, I can only get you an economy ticket. If you want to, I can get you an economy ticket. If you want to upgrade it, that's on you. But that's all I can afford. If that was a situation, which it sounds like because he bought the three tickets. So I don't understand why he would put his wife in coach like that. But here's the part that other than that, he's having an affair with this dude. But here's the part that I, I think she's putting sauce on it because she doesn't say anything about their lodging situation once they get there. Right. So if he really was trying to do something, then that means there's two hotel rooms in which the two friends are staying and she's staying in a separate uh, so, hotel room. It w- I mean, would that really be necessary? Yeah, I'm saying if if you're not buying her a ticket that's equal to your friends, then to me, the next logical step is you two are not going to stay in the same place. They stay at a five star. They got her ass. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that'd be extra. That'd be extra fucked up. But, but, but the fact that she doesn't talk about that is the part that makes me think, or there's something else here that she hasn't made he's, uh, he's, clear. He said, you don't work, so you should just be happy with what I give you. Mm-hmm. Right? That's so disrespectful. Like, yeah, that's true. Like she's luggage, disrespectful. Yo. Exactly. That's not your queen. That's <laughs> not your queen at all. That, that's, this is somebody you feel obligated to. They can the come, but I'm going to give him. The, I'm gonna. I'm not giving them as much as I would give myself. Not as much as I would give my best friend. Right, and that's the part that makes makes me keep coming back to the point that there's something else going on, and but and I'm talking about between the husband and the wife. Yeah, because you wouldn't just disrespect your wife unless you guys are on the outs like that. You wouldn't. I. I, I okay, I think most reasonable people wouldn't do that to their wife. If well, I mean, the whole thing is sounds unreasonable. Of three people going on a trip, not just three people going on a trip. No, I'm saying what, at what point does it like become this. unreasonable that that I'm sitting in first class with my best friend? And I bought my wife. Right. No. What coach <laughs> ticket? What I'm saying is, if, if they were all three in first class, yeah, there would be no problem with this. If they were all three in economy class, there would be no problem with this. So that's what it I'm prob- saying. That it probably wouldn't be a letter, except from the best friend, 
who's mad at the wife because <laughs> right. he got a sick. My cup. best friend invited his wife to go on a trip, and we were supposed to go to a sporting event together. And now I got a sitting. I, I, I had my cute outfit and everything, and now they, they she spoiled it. <laughs> we was gonna wear matching jerseys. I don't. I don't know, man. I my immediate thought was what everybody would jump to. And I read some of the comments and they, they basically was like, it's giving beard and all this other stuff. <laughs> um, but I feel like she's leaving out a lot of important facts. Look, if she's a beard, she has no business writing this letter. If if she, well, they were suggesting that she doesn't know she's a beard. I mean, that, that could possibly be true too, but no. You know. How long, how long have they been best friends traveling together you know come on <coughs> you at least have some suspicions come on yeah i guess every time you come home you never have your underwear why are they always brand new <laughs> why your mouth always smell <laughs> like what <laughs> i don't even know what that means why your breath smell like dick <laughs> <laughs> why your drawers all bloody why you got bloody drawers why your mustache smell like dick? Dick, <laughs> dick breath, motherfucker. Yo, it's like the last <laughs> 50 minutes of this show just becomes unhinged, completely unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> dick breath, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Smelling like sour sausage. <laughs> oh. oh. Wow. Mm-mm. All right. Well, um, that's this week's uh, what's the scenario? I didn't even introduce the segment properly, mm-hmm. but does it even matter at this point? Mm-mm. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what? So what? So what's the scenario? I'm absolutely afraid to ask this question. <laughs> Fear not, want not, <laughs> gentlemen. Uh, what have you learned this hour? Hey, KFC is sponsoring all Juneteenth parties in the Rochester racist neighborhoods, apparently. I don't know why they would pick KFC over Popeyes. I'm a Popeyes fan myself, but, you know, anyway. (laughs) That was a lot tamer than I expected. Okay, Rick, what did you learn this week? What did I learn? I learned that racists sometimes are so racist they don't realize they're racist. (laughs) It's like bizarre world racism. Right. <laughs> reverse racism. Mm. Reverse, reverse racism. Reverse. Reverse. <laughs> yeah, I might have tweeted some racist things and had some racist things parties, but I'm not racist. Oh, racist. Mm. oh my God. And oh, by the way, that was the first annual liberal smash and splish splash pool party <laughs> that the Nicosis uh threw. First and last. Uh, that was also the last one that they're gonna throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did I learn this week? Very close. I learned, well, I didn't learn it this week, but I learned that King Richard and uh, Queen Orisine Price raised two incredible human beings that shocked the world in tennis and just in business and in everything. So uh, just thank you to Serena and Venus for everything that you've done in tennis, in in, in the world, in the culture. And if if this is the last uh, tournament that Serena plays, she has done an amazing job um, as an athlete, as a human being who has withstood so much pressure in in all of the bright lights on all the biggest stages. And uh, she has done so with 
tremendous grace, if not all the time, 99.9% of the time. So shout out to them. With that, I, you know, we have to do our regular spiel of letting you know when you can catch us. You can catch this show, obviously, on Friday, if you're listening to it on Friday. But every new show drops Friday morning. You can also find us on all your favorite platforms and all your social media platforms at Decoding40. If you want to give us a call, send us a text, leave us a message. The number is 619-940-4040. Anything else, gentlemen? Uh, Just uh, to piggyback real quick, the Williams sisters, man, thank you for almost, what was it, has it been 30 years of tennis? Okay. Almost 30 years of tennis domination. You've given our daughters something to look up to. So bless them. That's it. Absolutely. So a quick plug. Art Erotica, September 8th at Madame X. Go to arteroticevents.com and get some tickets. It's going to be fucking amazing. We haven't done it in three years. It's the last time we did it was in 2019. It's going to be a fashion wow, yes. extravaganza. Um, um, sir, so you are on the list of performers. Fashion. No, I'm not on the list of performers. I thought that's what I, I saw. I, no, I, I'm showing some of my artwork. Though. Oh, okay. All right. I'm not performing. Sorry to disappoint oh. you. I, I, I thought you were doing some burlesque or something. I was like, oh, this is going to be a nice <laughs> to remember. Show a little shoulder and take a little back. Yeah, take it back. show a little leg. <laughs> take it take back. It right back. back. <laughs> no. All right. Well, with that, folks, we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in every week. We love you. Peace. 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 Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Tune in this and every Friday via your favorite platform for a new episode of Decoding 40. Go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. But don't keep it to yourself. Spread the word. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40, goddammit.